0: welcome back to the marvel movie minute a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the marvel cinematic universe one minute at a time i'm andy nelson from thenextreel.com and i beat right also from the next reel we are again back talking about john favreau's 2008 film iron man where it all began and joining us today we have eric nash of the Watchmen minute podcast hey eric how are you Hey, pretty good, guys. How are you guys? Good, good. Thank you for coming on and joining us to talk about these minutes of Iron Man. It should be fun. I hope. I
1: hope that this is uh, it, this is the week that we get out of the cave. Will we ever get out of this cave?
0: <laughs> I'm starting to feel <laughs> it a little bit It feels like we've been in this cave for a very long time. <laughs> I I tell you, it's like you know when the Star Wars Minute guys were doing the uh, the pod race. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's a pod totally. race. It never ends. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that it still feels like it's actually going yeah, on.
2: It somewhere it is. It's always
0: going on. <laughs> we are perpetually in this cave. It is uh, <laughs> a lot of dark interior scenes in the set that they're filming. Uh, but yes, we are still stuck in the cave today on today's show. The minute starts with Tony and Yinsen staring intently at a ring and ends with them talking about the raw power of the arc reactor. We saw that ring at the end of last minute Pete. This was the uh, the ring that is meant to remind us a little bit of the ring on Iron Man's chest.
1: Well, right. Right. It is and this was that was a great tease because now he actually comes out and he tells us that in fact this is the new great thing. And they also have this weird conversation at the end which I can't listen to it without thinking, all right. What else could three gigajoules per second? I mean, we know that it could run his heart for 50 lifetimes, but, you know, that could bake three trillion loaves of bread or, you know, like what (laughs) else could could we use this power for (laughs) rather than, you know, running his heart for 50 lifetimes or generating a a hellfire from the
0: sky in the form of the Iron Man suit, (laughs) right? Of course the first question I have as I'm watching this minute is does he actually brush the sand off of this ring or is he going to build it with the sand stuck on that ring and like it's all in the arc reactor as he as he actually installs that into his <laughs> chest because he does not it, it's you can the sand, see like the little from the crystals king? of sand stuck on it yeah in the from his little clay pot that he you know the mold he makes the, the he makes it into clay and you can see like little tiny pieces of sand still stuck on this ring as he pulls it out so delicately
2: he it's just like uh salt in the from on the top of the marguerite glass what <laughs> makes it so
0: good right do you know that maybe that's what it
1: is <laughs> that would make a lot
0: more sense <laughs> for tony knowing his history with alcohol <laughs>
1: Well, and it's funny because they do this really this little crossfade, right? Because it's right after he puts it in the little cup, or it's what I don't know what is that. There's a little housing that he drops it into, right? And then there's that little bit of a dissolve that leads to him suddenly it's wound up with wire. He doesn't blow on it once. You're right, he doesn't brush it off. It's just it's dirt. It's filthy work. And you'd think someone like Tony would know better.
0: One would assume he is. Yes. And then there's even
2: another dissolve, and and I almost feel like that's there's a each Each time it's a good jump as to work being done. I mean I would guess at least an hour in between each one it, it looks it looks like oh, yeah it looks like it's been built up more each time each of these two two crossfades
0: right because we go from the first one where he's he's putting right. the ring. In, in the little holder that you're talking about, Pete. And then the next uh, the next couple shots, it's him kind of working in this uh, lineup of things. It's almost like a model of the solar system where everything is spaced out across this <laughs> yeah, wide yeah. space. Like that but somehow, I, I'm not exactly sure exactly. I, I, every time I look at this, I'm always like, okay, so that must be a piece that fits here and that must be part of the housing. But like none of it really makes sense. It just looks cool. And I I think that's... Okay fully the intent because it doesn't there's not a lot of logic in having it lined up the way that he has it
1: well see these he's got this lens mounted there and what you can't see it's just slightly out of frame it's an anthill and he's actually just trying to burn an anthill (laughs) (laughs) with the great power of the arc reactor but here's the thing that I think is really cool that final dissolve when we we pull back uh, and and I don't know I guess there's this weird sequence where his hand is like coming back away Mm -hmm. from having just plugged it in and then for a good, I don't know, 20 seconds. We're in full-on like spooky horror lighting, right? We have the flashing power of the fluorescence behind him, and it's he's lit from the table, from the the light of the arc reactor. And it's another one of those sequences that I think is is really quite beautiful, and it, it it's a, a very different Tone than we get from the rest of the sequences in the cave. It changes, it sort of changes the dynamic, the look of the light, the way it changes the dynamic of the frame, it kind of changes the dynamic of the narrative at the same
0: time. And I had a question about that because it's making all the lights flicker as he plugs this thing in, uh-huh. but the arc reactor is supposed to be generating power. <laughs>
1: why is it sucking so, so power like, what, from everything why, else? <laughs> why
0: does he have to plug this in if it's generating power? It's not like he's, it's not... <laughs> It's not like it's sucking power from all of this stuff, so I'm always kind of confused by by the fact that all the lights are flickering, unless it's just so powerful, the raw power of this arc reactor, that it makes all the rest of the energy just it like it, it just it they can't handle being close to it. It's, it's such a strange thing.
1: That's what I always thought that there was some sort of electric or, or some sort of radio interference, some some sort of field that this thing generates that causes any other thing that has power in it to. Be Be interrupted. But it also makes me wonder poor Yinsen and really poor Tony that clearly they both have now been exposed to so much radiation that they are just riddled with cancer. Like it seems (laughs) wildly dangerous to have that kind of power that makes everything flicker like that and to consider safe to be just like, ooh, shiny staring over it like they are
0: well we are in the world of superheroes pete radiation can be a good thing it can make you superpowered. <laughs> that's right i forgot i forgot with the
2: flickering lights what i'd like to suggest you guys have a task to look for more flickering lights throughout the rest you know
0: oh see right as he's working on other things or just that the just that the arc reactor is is actually doing its thing right right like when he's using in his shop is it screwing around with his power mm-hmm. like
1: when he flies through cities like when he yeah, flies right. through downtown exactly. if you
0: see brownouts follow him wherever <laughs> well, he That's goes, what he's going to do. do yeah you, you, of course <laughs> that would be a great uh, feature for the suit it's, just, <laughs> like, it, it's all behind him so he's not even noticing but it's just like exactly. sucking all the power and it's like leaving <laughs> leaving the swath of, of powerless houses behind as he flies by in the last <laughs> Iron Man movie that it, I, I
1: want that that joke to come do. Like, I want him to finally turn around just in time to see what the destruction that is behind him (laughs) and that everybody is completely powerless. And that's why he hangs it up. He's like, I'm so sorry, everybody. I I had no idea. I'm very much looking forward to that movie.
0: That will be fun to see. But yes, this is the first time we've seen this little miniaturized arc reactor, which is kind of fun. It's interesting because he says it's going to keep the shrapnel out of his heart. But I think what he really means is this thing is going to power the magnet that Yinsen installed in his chest that is actually doing the work because mm. an arc reactor is not going I mean it, it generates energy it's not going to be keeping the shrapnel out of his heart but it right. can it's just the battery keep the magnet working right exactly yeah. it's instead of having a car battery that he has to walk around with now he's right. got this thing in his chest
1: and also he can power whatever comes next
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right, right right <laughs> I was trying to learn more about joules and gigajoules. He says he throws this thing out with his math, which is always right, Mm. that, you know, it can generate three gigajoules per second. And I was reading about gigajoules and joules. A joule is equal to the energy transferred to or work done on an object when a force of one Newton acts on that object in the direction of its motion through a distance of one meter, Mm. which I'm sure is something that made sense to me in science class in high school, but even now, as I read it, I, I'm like, I'm not quite sure I understand what that means anymore. Yeah, I mean, you had to look
1: that up. It's funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> boy.
0: Yeah, <you> <laughs> it was a unit named after the English physicist James Prescott Joule in the 1800s. And reading about gigajoules and joules, six gigajoules is about the chemical energy of combusting a barrel of crude oil. Um, so if you think that he's generating three gigajoules a second, that's a heck of a lot of energy. And looking at energy conversions, one gigajoule is about 238.8 million calories. So, <laughs> so I, I was reading on a on a page called the echo chamber where some very science minded people were going on and on about the arc reactor and the gigajoules and all of that sort of stuff. And just, it's very funny reading them kind of looking at this scientifically about how realistic all of this is, or perhaps how unrealistic it is. And somebody was saying that if it's really generating that much power, he has to dissipate a lot of heat Mm -hmm. when he's just sitting around because it's creating so much energy. So it makes me feel like Tony is just like this ball of heat anytime he's actually not in the Iron Man suit flying around because... (laughs) The quantity of energy that he's generating is just so much. Like his whole
1: relationship with everyone has got to be <laughs> very terrible. Like he can't <laughs> hug Pepper because he'll just incinerate her. Like right. the second he gets close to anybody, <laughs> I never, I never thought about that. Where does that heat go? Physics. Where does it go,
0: Tony? You big shot. Well, what's funny is these no these physicists who are all arguing about this. They say. Well, perhaps that's just the maximum output that it has, and it fluctuates uh, mm-hmm. depending on what he's doing. And I, I, in my mind, that makes sense, sure. The maximum could be uh, three gigajoules per second. Maybe when he's in resting mode that he's not generating <laughs> quite as much energy. Because, I mean, really, do you need that much energy just to keep some shrapnel out of your heart? I think it might be a little extreme. Otherwise, <laughs>
1: he's just got a little overclock button. He just overclocks his little chest piece. It's the insane. That's
0: the insanity mode. Somebody else said if if he had something that was three gigajoules of energy being used to power a magnet, it would rip the shrapnel out of him. <laughs> 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 that magnet would be so overpowered. Oh.
1: That's really funny.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very funny.
1: So, but, the, but the, the minute though, the minute. So we've got, we've, we've got the whole, the whole thing there, but this is the thing he needed, right? This is the grail for this little mini arc of building the Mach 1 suit and that we have achieved it. So my big question is, is it rewarding enough as a viewer in this minute that this is how they unveil the the first mini arc reactor that he uses.
0: I like how it's unveiled. It, it's actually interesting because we get several unveilings. This is the first one where we really see it uh, being tested uh, before it's actually installed, and it's nice to just kind of see this the concept of this without. Uh, getting a clear vision of what it's going to look like because right now it's just this blue glowing thing sitting on the table we're not getting mm-hmm. a sense of that round circle as we look at it as he's kind of staring mm-hmm. at it and that's I, I i think smart the way that they tell the story here they're not giving us the visual of it uh, of this thing on his chest and so it's it's nice just to see the simplicity. Of the way that they tell the story, and it is a nice reveal. I think it's actually pretty exciting, allowing for more though.
1: Yeah, I do Uh too. And I'm I'm looking at the you know this one shot right about uh, at 40 seconds into the minute where we see we see it on the table and we see him staring at it sort of in in reverence, and we see the hole in his chest, like in his t-shirt. And it's like all of those pieces come together in a really satisfying way in my mind. It makes me look forward to the next thing. It's propulsive for me visually
0: not to mention the shot immediately preceding this one when when we see uh it's kind of the the tilt up shot we see tony tony's hand moving away from it as it first comes on and we tilt up to his face the look on his face i think it has a great very kind of subtle emotions but i, I love the the sense of there's a little bit of pride in there. There's a little bit of sense of this is going to work. I, I see a lot of those things kind of play across his face as he's looking at this thing sitting on the table working the way that it's meant to. It's kind of a, a great little bit of little acting by uh, by Robert Downey Jr. here.
1: Makes it look like he's, he almost is sort of choking up. He has that little <laughs> breath,
0: you know, it's like oh.
1: it's his baby. This he's is what makes Klimt. him cry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's,
2: it's his little baby versus his big baby that he <laughs> that he mentions here. You know, that's that, right. Uh, right, back, right. Back home. Um, you were mentioning that his hand moving away, and what I what I am curious about is the thing that his hand is over. Is there like almost like maybe a joystick? Is he actually moving something like a, a
0: top part of that? to start it up oh interesting that's yeah you know as you say that the way that his hand is moving it does look like it's on something or touching something that's an interesting uh point that yeah he might be actually toggling something Mm -hmm. to uh, to uh, make this thing work it's a it's a like a uh an explosive plunger type thing maybe he just (laughs)
1: pushed a giant lever down to turn it on
0: (laughs) No, really interesting. It's nice to see the whole setup. And I, I'm always curious about the uh, blue tube of of like fiber optic glow that's leading to it because it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but it looks super cool that it, there's this like little fiber optic hose going uh, from all the gear over on the right side of the table all the way over to the little arc reactor
1: but again to the to the whole notion of it being his little baby right that's it's umbilical you know what i mean
0: gross right exactly (laughs) totally it it's like it's pumping something into it because as the minute progresses the blue in the tube dissipates like it's it's getting sucked into the arc reactor it's kind of interesting
1: what is that what nourishment
0: repels it (laughs) right it's feeding it's feeding itself (laughs) It's, it's feeding itself it's funny the arc reactor in the script. It's always written as, in all caps, as A-R-K Ooh. reactor. And that made me wonder if it's meant to be an acronym for something. But I couldn't find any references anywhere to what, what it would be, what it would stand for. So I'm not really sure. And sometimes they actually even refer to it as an RT device. I'm not completely uh, clear. And actually, I, I will say, the screenwriters, uh, granted, it went through a good number of hands mm. as far as the writers working on it. But there are a few times where it is actually ARC, arc reactor, which makes me think that the screenwriters were not on the same page with each other as mm. <laughs> different writers came in to work on the script. So, uh, But it's interesting. I, I, I want to think that it must stand for something, but it's never said anywhere or written anywhere. Yeah, that's very strange. I mean, I, I, you, you just pretty much can't find it written out anywhere
1: other than ARK-ARC anymore. I don't ever recall hearing it as
0: ARK, besides in the comic. Right. In the script, it's written that right. way, but if you go to like the Marvel Wikia page, it's ARC, yeah. Arc Reactor, and it's not all caps. So yeah, it makes me wonder if at one point in one of the many iterations of the script, if there was something that they were trying to do with that as far as making it stand for something or an abbreviation yeah interesting in the script there is a brief line here when tony pulls the ring out of the mold and sets it into the housing Yinsen says what are you building and tony says a better mousetrap i don't mind the line but i do like the way that the music here just is allowing the scene to drive forward. I think it works pretty strongly when it's constructed this way. The
1: the way that it is architected here without the discussion is, is superior.
0: Well, and I feel like we have several other opportunities where Yinsen is asking Tony, uh, are you going to ever tell me what you're building? I don't feel like it's a point that we need to keep bringing up. Yeah. And the fact that Yinsen, again, asks, what are you building? Uh, even with the line, A Better Mousetrap, which I think is a nice little line, it's just not needed. And at this point, allowing the music and the editing to just drive the, the construction of this arc reactor. I think that's all we need here. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have anything else for this particular minute?
2: Um, and back a little bit, you know, to that to, in between some of the a couple of those d- dissolves, you know. I didn't look even close enough, I don't think, when I was first watching it before. But, you know, there are these, all these things lined up like like you talked about. But, but what got me was just that behind, it's... It's behind where he's working, on the other side of his his eyesight and so forth, his body, where he's working, is what looks like a magnifying glass. So that seemed really odd to me, but I guess he's looking through the magnifying glass at these other things that are lined up behind <laughs> right, it. that the magnifying
1: glass is on the wrong yeah. side of his yeah,
2: work. Right. <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. That feels very strange. It was like it was set there only because he it needed cool. this, like, Nice. Yeah, it looks really cool. And there's this nice sort of linear uh, mm. kind of uh, so sort of arrow right on the screen. But I also, I feel like that's kind of the lens that's in the middle of the what is ultimately the arc reactor. Mm. I, I, I wasn't thinking that that was a thing he was actually looking through. Like, there's some sort of element. Like, he's working on the arc reactor backward.
0: <laughs> It, 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 like I said, I think they designed it to look cool. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. But I will say when when we first uh, see Tony in his workshop in the basement of his mansion, he is working on his car and he's looking at exploded views mm-hmm. of the cylinder head. And it almost makes me feel like his brain likes to work in exploded mm-hmm. views of things. And the way that he has this set up, I mean, it is basically an exploded view of the different parts of the arc reactor. And it actually is pretty interesting because he doesn't have Jarvis. He doesn't have any of of his systems he's used to working with. And so he's almost created his own exploded view of this thing so that he can better piece it together. And it actually, as I look at it, it's actually pretty interesting the way that he's he's decided to do it because otherwise it's it seems pretty illogical to work this way That's a really that's me being a non-engineer no no i, I think that's <laughs> a, of i way.
1: think that's a really great uh, observation because um you know it, it in that respect it sort of answers the It sort of allows us to compress what is ultimately decades of Tony's own kind of personal innovation in his workflow in these two sequences, right? We we see him in the garage and we see what ultimately his workflow looks like. And we see him here, which is probably what his workflow looked like before he started started working, you know, when he was first inventing stuff and didn't have the benefit of all of the exploded view stuff. This is just, it, it allows us to see before
0: and after with the same character in roughly the same period. I think that's, I think that's really interesting. It is, it's a really interesting little uh, element of, of Tony and just the way that his brain works. Well, it's like. a cool narrative trick, too, right? Giving us the, the before and after with the same guy within
1: 72 hours, you know, I think that's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, the music track here is a continuation of the track Trinkets to Kill a Prince that uh, Ramin Jawadi wrote for the film. It's interesting watching the, uh, watching the film broken up like this and listening to how they use the music and realizing how often they break the track up over the course of minutes to allow for other scenes to cut in and stuff. And it's interesting listening to it on the album and then realizing that you never really get to hear the whole track in one piece. It's a little disappointing that that's how it's edited, but you know, I guess I, it makes sense. Inevitably, you have to make it work with in the context of how you're telling the story.
1: I don't know how it would make those calls. Uh, it's as the, you know, as Ramin Jawadi like it, talk about not worrying about killing your babies, like killing your darlings, you know. Right. That's got to be just torture to have these completed tracks and just sever them up. Uh you know.
2: Well, that to me indicates that You know, there was an edit done and he scored it and composed and recorded you know these longer longer versions of what we hear in the movie now but uh mm-hmm. and and they, they were all together and and flowed maybe okay but uh then when john favreau and whoever was the main editor um of record for the movie i mean i'm, I'm just so i'm just so used to hearing about and pretty much only knowing about lucas and, and and his process um i don't even know much about sure about my own about my own movie by minute <laughs> uh, about the <laughs> editing, editing for that how that might have been done but i've just read so much about lucas and 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 uh, actually his ex-wife when they were editing the very first one and just how that was done and what i'm what i'm used to knowing is that they edit it and they then they give it to you know they love it and they give it to a
0: to uh, John Williams, or in his case, uh, Rumi Jawadi. Well, it's an I- that's an interesting point because it does, I guess it speaks to when is the composer actually writing these pieces and how early in the process, because uh, uh, oftentimes they will have edited the project and then the music comes in and it basically just lays over the top of, yeah. the, of the place where it's meant to. But if the editing is continuing and he's written this piece that fits, but then they cut it and they change it, all of a sudden it doesn't fit anymore and they need to figure out, okay, well... He's not, we don't have time for him to come back and do some new music. So we're going to have to, you know, we'll truncate it here and we'll bring this piece to here. And it is unfortunate, but I I can, I guess I can see in the, in the context of the business and who knows, there's a million reasons why things can happen certain ways, but I can see why it could end up this way. Yeah. Even if I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, even if I don't like it. Uh, well, with that, do you guys have any other uh, any thoughts on this minute or should we uh, close this one out and uh, and uh, come back tomorrow? I'm ready to see the suit. <laughs> uh, the only th- other thing and then it's and it's tied into you with you being ready to
2: see the suit. You know, I just said, you know, I, when when I heard the the lines in this minute, uh, keep the shrapnel out of my heart. And I just my note was, gee, I wonder if we'll hear that again. Yeah. Right. More stuff about the shrapnel that is hurting. Yeah. Yeah. In the coming movies.
0: Uh, I, I'm movie. sure we'll hear more I'm <laughs> sure we'll hear more well Eric uh thank you so much for uh, joining us on this minute uh, where can people find you and, and learn more about your show yeah so uh, just googling watchmen minute gets you to a lot of a lot of different ways to hear
2: it but uh, you can even go to our directly to our website at slash uh, watchmen minute so we have we have a little bit of a connection between my co-host his original podcast and website real comic heroes um, and you guys have next Real.
0: Excellent. Nice. Both our R E E L is in the film reel. We like those. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to talk about because people nowadays are like, I, they don't know what a film reel is anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <it's> heartbreaking. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, well, that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash The Next Reel. Until next time, true believers.